ball in. Knocks it across by Walker. It's ball inside. It's in. Dundee have scored. An amazing winner that will be. Sprinting from the midfield. Georgian Nzati. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. I'm your host as usual, Daniel Smith, and well, as usual, as with me is Paul Gray. Right, Danny, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Yourself? Excellent, as usual. Hungover? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Liar. Hands <laughs> on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, last week seen the, the passing of the Queen, which meant that Football north and south of the border was cancelled. So on the day that Dundee were supposed to be taken on Cove, uh, up at Cove, uh, the game got called off. So there's a little bit of uh, nobody kind of knows if this week's fixtures are going to go ahead. Nothing's been said um, mm-hmm. that it's not going to. Um, but with other sporting um, events in the country kind of going ahead, um, I think your rugby and all that are, there could be the possibility that we do see Dundee play this week, um, which would then be Inverness at home. Um, so I guess, Paul, we'll just speak about Inverness at home. <laughs> That's it. That's all we can do. Um, I mean, I certainly do hope that the, the game obviously goes ahead. Um, I mean, obviously we know why <clears throat> the Cove game was postponed, but um, I think it's a might be a blessing in disguise for our injury play, uh, injured players, you know. So hopefully they're fighting fit for Saturday. Aye, because I've seen a thing we boy are saying in the, the, the press that Rudden might have been making it for the game on Friday if it went ahead. I'm surprised uh, at that. Surprised. Especially when you found out that he lost feeling in his foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was by probably about, I don't know, it might have been the Tuesday or the Wednesday and they were saying that the, the swelling hadn't came down yet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? That must have been, a, it was a bad one. Like, it definitely was a bad one. Um. But I would, I would have been amazed if he did even played. I, mm-hmm. I don't think he would have even made the subs bench with what they were saying in the press. But it could have just been putting things out there to kind of make, maybe throw McIntyre off a scent. I don't know. But I would have been amazed if he'd had any input into the game at all. Mm-hmm. If it had went ahead, but obviously it never. Yeah, I know we might see him uh, back in the Dundee team. I'll say back in the Dundee team. He's not been in the Dundee team since his injury, to be honest. We didn't get called <laughs> off. Um, no, no. But then we also might see Jordan Marshall making a week uh, comeback, mm-hmm. and um, Sean Bunn, the man mm-hmm. who's been told he he's free to go, who um hopefully he doesn't, because as you know, Paul, I, I love the boy. I, yeah, we both do. we both do, and I think um, you know if he's there or thereabouts in the squad, then maybe Boyer might have a change of heart. I don't know. Is he that kind of person? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. But it would be good, obviously, to see Burns stay because, obviously, I think he's a brilliant player. And it's mm-hmm. something that we need in the team, definitely. Yeah. And I am unsure. I think Sweeney. Sweeney might be missing. Is he still suspended? No, is it not just one game? Yes. Yeah. So forget about that. Sweeney's back. Yeah, Sweeney oh. will be back. Will he oh. get in the team? Yes, because... Will will get in the team? I think... You will see neither of them getting the team. I think you'll stick with what's happened the last two games. Yep. Which resulted in two clean sheets. And go with that because three clean sheets 
do apologise. Two clean sheets, two, two and then two three nils. Like to apologise there. Paul just started slinging fingers at the webcam to me, and I just. <laughs> You certainly did. <laughs> he's notorious uh, of he's notorious for flinging fingers, but we'll go into that. <laughs> yep, definitely, sure am. <laughs> Got to be <a> reputation. <laughs> but um, swift, swiftly moving back to <laughs> that was my fault. Um, <laughs> back but, to um, Inverness. But back to Inverness, yeah. Um, you'll stick with the, the the team. I think you'll stick with the the, the team that played. To be honest. Um, one thing I was wanting to touch on that I don't think we did the last podcast was mm. Harry Sharp. Because mm. I think the last two games he's been tremendous and yeah. he's coming off his line. Which what, what happened there? I mean, the first time someone come off his line, he nearly mm. done a um, Ian Lawler in the United <laughs> game last season. <laughs> but um, he's there seems to be I don't know. He peeled off some blinding saves as well against yeah, Chris Park. Um, mm-hmm. And we never touched on that. And I feel we kind of not criticised criticised him a couple of pods, but we maybe said that oh, maybe he needs a time on the bench, came a wee breather and all that. And mm-hmm. then he's came up and played like two blinding games. Yeah. Looks like you know, a wee well, bit of a difference in him. Yeah, definitely. And I kind of thought that as well, actually, because I was wanting to touch on um, Harry Sharp's performance, um, especially against Queen's Park, because the double save that he made in the second half was out of swan mm-hmm. like. Um But yeah, it's good to see that. That's exactly what we're after. Like I say, as I say all the time, commanding goalkeeper breathes confidence in the team. That's it. And he looked and he looked like a totally different goalie the past couple of games. But I've always said that he's a good shot, uh, shot stopper. It's just the the ability to come or the confidence to come off the line and actually claim things. Um, yeah. But yeah, now we've seen that he, he's probably got that side to him now and he just needs to keep developing it. That's it. He'll be a good goalkeeper. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was um, like you say, it yeah, added more to his game, which he needed, which we spoke about. And mm-hmm. I'll not get ahead of myself, but it was like a coming of age performance. Is that the best <laughs> way to put it? <laughs> You've taken that too far. Oh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, well, nah, I, pro- I probably wouldn't say that myself. Like, I think he's still got a bit to, a bit to, bit to go, <clears throat> but he's going in the right direction, and that's that's all that matters. That's that's what you want to see, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're going to be sticking with the same team, I'd, Paul, do you think we're going to change anything? I wouldn't. Nah. So Why there would- we go. Why, why would you change uh, a winning formula? That's yeah. a bit cliche. <laughs> to get off at your cliche book that you bought. I certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never, that one just came to me. Just like a eureka moment. <laughs> what a waste of money that book that is then. I know. It's just sitting in the flat gathering dust. <laughs> Actually, it's balancing up my laptop just now. <laughs> your dodgy laptop. Yep. But since we've decided that Dundee aren't going to make any changes... <clears throat> that's half of the preview for the Inverness game. That's it. That's it. Well, let's go on to the Inverness uh, <clears throat> team. Um, yeah. Before this podcast, I actually thought we were playing Inverness away, so it was getting Paul uh, the start that we've never won up at. They've uh, grinned in the league. We've won in the Scottish <laughs> Cup, but he's let me know we're actually at home, which actually <laughs> saves me... Um, no, missing it by sitting in the mouse. <laughs> but... <laughs> But if we go into, even if we just go look at the past records, because we've got a full time here, because nothing 
that's happened with Dundee. Um, you, you could summarise it. You could summarise Everness as the bogey team. The I bogey. feel they've always been the bogey yes. team. Always. I yes. remember going up to Inverness with a pal and his old man uh, drove with. Uh, obviously went in for a few pints before the game and then went to the game and Dundee got thumped 4-0. And it was probably one of the worst games or worst performances that Dundee have ever seen. It was 2016. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brutal. Brutal. And... I remember that game. I, I, I was in holiday. Uh, <laughs> and I remember just like putting the phone on. And I, this, this this is the time you still got charged like pounds for even just going on it and it just like <laughs> I, and it just came up notification like I was like the notifications are saved up and I was like came up straight away 1-0 2-0 I was like ah fuck us yeah. <laughs> get this phone turned off <laughs> lob the phone in the pool hi well, <laughs> sort of like, waterproof <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but I think it was the last game of the season so it mattered like nothing to be honest did it but mm. um Still though, <laughs> I, going, away, going all the way up there to watch a four 0 drubbing. <laughs> you fool! You fool! <laughs> <laughs> it's a good day out though. <laughs> but I mean, I think we've not been we've not been beaten by Inverness for mm. what was the last time? Two thousand and twenty. Well, I mean, a couple <laughs> of years, I guess. <laughs> um, but the season that we went up via the playoffs, mm. it was uh, two draws and a win. The win came at home. Uh, so it, to me, that was a little bit of a turning point, and then kind of nobody able to beat them ever because it just seemed like we always got beaten by them. There was a little bit of turning point there, but mm. if you look at the stats though, so thirty-seven games, we've only won eight. We've, we've drew sixteen, lost thirteen. Um, at home, we've played them twenty times, mm. uh, only won five, <laughs> drew nine, and lost six. Um, there is a a lot of draws in that. Um, I mean, we're going into this game. They are what is it? They've just won. Have you? I did have the stats here of their last couple of games, but they're coming off a couple of hammers. Again, they just beat Rafe two 0 the yeah. last game, mm-hmm. but they in the league they've been beaten at home to Morton and mm-hmm. away to Partick. The yeah, the part say, of game that, that that part of game that, that was on the TV. And I think Parter could have gave them seven. Yeah. They were, they were brutal. They were absolutely brutal. Um, so hopefully that's the team that turns up on Saturday and we give them an absolute doing. Um, just purely to see Billy Dodds puss tripping them. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, because uh, as we take on another team in this league, we also have the joys of another manager that absolutely hates us. And also the feelings mutual. Um Every so often he comes out with your story in the press about how it isn't his fault. Mm-hmm. Obviously, going back to the the vote for the admin about it wasn't his fault, and he wasn't voting against it against the fans. It was the people that ran the club, even though his vote was basically there to put the club out of business and mm-hmm. the remaining players and uh, employees out of job. So yep. his whole. Um, holier than now. Oh, I only done it because it, it, it was. The, I was trying to make a point. His point was basically to just kill the whole club. Mm-hmm. I hate that when he comes out with that because he doesn't seem to. He, he, he believes the reason why he did it, even though it was totally wrong. Because he's on about being the, the, the hero and all that, but he was basically wanting to put more people out of jobs. And yeah. yeah, even though the people that had shafted Dundee were long gone, and it was the fans picking it up. He was still there to 
but here, that's me getting on my high horse. No, no, um, no, because you know what? I actually uh, <clears throat> I read that article. It was probably about three weeks ago. It was in one of the tabloids. And he, he does come across like um, like the reason that he was doing it, he, you know, he was hacked off that there was guys leaving the club with cigars while he was leaving the club with nothing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it seems to be every now and then, whenever he's interviewed in a tabloid newspaper, it, he always brings this whole thing up. Like mm-hmm. every single time, it seems to be it seems to be his thing, um, but oh, I just I'm I'm choking for full time, and it's hopefully three 0 <laughs> Dundee, and we will get to see a cracking interview from him, you know. Ah, I know. I mean, he, he he's trying to. You're right. He always he seems to bring it up quite often now. He's 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 like he's trying to justify it, um, mm-hmm. but I always remember when the vote was done, and his name and Chisholm's name got outed. It was like he's seen a ghost because he didn't really. He thought the votes were private. That yeah. made you ever know or find out who voted against for or, or against the CVA. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just a dick. To yeah, be he always he always he always comes across, or he tries to come across that oh, it was it's been misconstrued in the press, and I'm not a bad guy, and you know, mm-hmm. holds his hands up and everything. But as he said, he's a prick. <laughs> I know. I mean, didn't get us wrong. Dundee mm-hmm. shafted him out of money. Yeah. Dundee shafted a bit of money, shafted a bit of jobs. Probably shafted um, a lot of people out of money. Uh, so you, there's a, there's always that kind of totally got sympathy for him. But then he kind of loses the sympathy for me when he comes at me nonsense like that mm-hmm. and depressed, to be honest. And I think every other Dundee fan of the fans are the same. Um, but he he's he says what he, he said, and now we've got to take, take them on at Dens. Mm-hmm. They... Paul, you're right in saying earlier that they didn't look too clever this season. I think they look crap. I, 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 well, I've, I've only seen, obviously watched that game against Partick and then I've seen highlights of the other, other games. They didn't look like anything. Oh, I might, <laughs> might eat my words come Saturday here, but they, they didn't look anything spectacular. They, they genuinely don't. And even looking at their squad, I'm kind of like, Who's this? Who's that? Yeah. Only a couple of names that are standing out are that uh, the defender Dees and Billy Mackay. But Billy Mackay couldn't have scored in a brothel. You know what I mean? <laughs> and there we go, get your money on Billy Mackay. Anytime goal scorer. No. <laughs> and that's it. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, what are they? Eight points. Eight points in the league. Um, two points behind us. And their games have basically consisted of like... I think it's two draws, two wins, and three defeats. Uh, two defeats, sorry. So mm-hmm. it's just straight across the board. You know, they've got two in each column. So it, 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 that, but that, that kind of epitomizes this league. And you know, it's all about fine margins in this league. But I think you know, obviously, with a, off the back of our two wins, you know, one league, well, one in the cup, one in the league. I think we should be building or hoping to build some momentum here and give them an absolute drubbing, and just keep cracking on. Yeah, and even their two wins have came against the bottom two teams at the time, Cove and Rish. Yep. Um Their draws, Queen's Park and Arbroath at the start of the season, mm-hmm. and Queen's Park have kind of like got themselves up there a wee bit. Arbroath have they mm-hmm. started at all, have they? Um, nah, no, not at all. And like you say, the two defeats, especially the one that was on, <clears> I've, seen, I've seen part of that one, the, the part that came in, they were... The Patrick, like you say, just ripped them apart. And, oh, ripped them apart? Yeah. Oh, it was men, men against boys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even when I'm looking at the squad and I'm thinking, right, people to watch out for. Well, like you say, yeah, Billy Mackay, he's a boy that's just been around and he can score goals, especially in this uh, this league. 
and uh, they've also brought back George Oakley, who mm-hmm. played for them before. But they have, to me, a lot of boys that have been there for a wee while, maybe a little bit aging squad. Um, mm-hmm. Mark Rogers, uh, Arm Don mm-hmm. is one of them, and I think there's somebody else. Uh, well, uh, David Carson, I think. I think he's been there for a while. Mm-hmm. But they've also got that, uh, I think Daniel Devine, I'm pretty sure he played for Partick. He certainly did. I think. Did he know have he like an, <laughs> an absolute nightmare when he played against us a good few times? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, <laughs> I've never rated him as a defender. Uh, so again, get your money on him. Anytime goal scorer. Or <laughs> anytime, yes, we'll do it right. Okay, 2 0 Inverness. Anytime, <laughs> anytime Billy Mackay and Danny Devine. <laughs> Danny Devine wonder goal for 40 yards. <laughs> header, probably header for 40 yards. <laughs> yeah, God, oh, we're forever the optimists, us two, eh? Bloody hell. No, um, I, I, I'm, I'm confident. I am, hmm. definitely. I think, like it says, he sticks to the same team. Um, I mean, I think there'll probably be shouts for Sweeney to come back in, but I mean, with the defence with McGee and Ashcroft, then you've not conceded a goal two games. And mm. I personally wouldn't change it. I definitely, I, I wouldn't, definitely not. No, no. nah, nope. Uh, no there's, no, there's nothing in their team that makes me think we might have to change up this this starting eleven. Uh, like you say, I'm not saying that oh, you 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 think we're going to go and hump them, but I'm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll always be the the more what's the word? Subdued, yes, subdued. Be like, we'll wait and see. Reserved, um, <laughs> reserved. <laughs> no, I'm usually like that as well, and I, you know, I usually wouldn't come on and say we're going to give somebody a doing, but I don't know. I'm just feeling pretty confident with this one. I really am. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, hopefully. Um, <clears throat> like I say, at uh, the the previous records, the previous stats. Make it look like it'll be a draw, mm-hmm. a score, a score draw at that because the beef teams love scoring against each other. And Desmond um, do, <laughs> yeah. So if you're a betting man, I would if I was there with your money, I'd put maybe a score draw on this one. I thought my head says, but my heart, <laughs> my heart would say two nil. <laughs> Go for two nil. I'm going three. Yep. Um, I mean, I, you know, it's funny, like we were mentioning. You know, like on the last week, like Owen Coyle, how his press conferences against Dundee when he gets beat, they're you know they're a joy to behold. Uh, I actually had a look at his other ones, you know, from games where he's you know like they've been beaten by somebody else, and they're nothing like that. But um, I had to actually look at Billy Dodds's interview when they got beat at home one 0 to Morton. I can't believe the words are away to come out of my mouth, but he was actually. Pretty good. <laughs> he was pretty. He was pretty honest. Um, he wasn't a bitter like uh, one coil. You know what I mean? Um, you know he, he was just. I thought, like I said, I thought he was generally pretty good. So if Dundee beat them on Saturday, I will be the first person to be watching his interview to see what his reaction is going to be like and see how he takes it post match. Because it'll be, I think it'll be a joy to behold as well. <laughs> is, is this a new thing for the pod? We're going to look at previous managers' interviews to see how much they hate us if we do beat them. Well, that's it. That's I mean, it. that is exactly it. I mean, like it says, we've looked at the managers that are in this league. A lot of them, probably half of them, absolutely hate us with passion. Um, so I will definitely be looking at their their post-match interviews from defeats that are not Dundee and then their defeats you know, from Dundee and just do a wee comparison. 
<laughs> like I said, Billy's, you know, Billy Dodds' interview against Martin, it was good. He was generally, like I said, open and honest and wasn't a sour like, like Coyle and that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope we absolutely destroy them on Saturday so you can just purely see his interview. <laughs> be bloody brilliant. <laughs> can I let into a secret here? I actually cool. think Billy Dodds is a decent manager. I don't and, like him. But thank you he's... for uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we are disconnecting the podcast. <laughs> Danny has now left the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. I, I think he, I think he's a decent manager, to be honest. Um, and this whole he made Jim McIntyre tick. That was the duo. Mm-hmm. I kind of kind of believe that because he went, he's done, he went, and he's done a decent job with Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to his credit, um, forgetting about all the 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 shite that comes with him with Dundee mm. and just look at him. He's he's done a decent job being Vanessa and I think money is tight up there. So mm. he hasn't had the chance to maybe um bring a, a lot of players in and he's went back to looking at former players and mm. uh to, to get them back up there. So uh, I think he's a decent manager but yeah you still want him I want him doing an own coil when he's leaving Dens. I want tears. Yeah, I That's want tears I want. as well. Yeah, definitely want tears from him, hundred percent. And don't get me wrong, brilliant player when he was at Dens. So, but then that's all gone out the window, you know, after mm-hmm. everything that happened. But yeah, I, I'm with you on this one. I really want to see, I want to see fireworks. You know, <laughs> his post-match interview, just ah, oh, tears, tears galore. I oh, can't wait, <laughs> can't wait. Yeah, like he says, two 0 incoming. <laughs> Paul's what an anarchy. That's what oh, definitely, I do, I do. So I guess that's it, basically, for the MLS preview. Short mm-hmm. and sweet, because uh, we've got nothing else to kind of build up on it, except for the game that we've already spoken about in the last pod. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think there's much else we can say. Um, we'll, we'll go into, obviously, the, the Dundee uh, announced the, the passing of ex-manager Davy Smith mm-hmm. uh, on the same day. The Queen passed away the eighth, I think, uh, mm-hmm. September, and it was announced the day after. Uh, well, well before your time, Paul. Um, yeah, but um, he well, not necessarily. He was uh, manager from July. <clears throat> I think it's July eighty-eight to January eighty-nine. I mean, I would I was born, but <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't remember that. No I chance. was four. I was four year old. He's before my time. Yeah, I'd have been one in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up for two. <laughs> um, I can safe to say, um, what well, he was the last manager to get a win for Dundee at Parkhead. No, not Parkhead. Uh, Dense Park. Yeah, um, one 0 one 0 mm-hmm. Tommy, a Tommy Coin uh, goal. I think um, he is probably most famous for applauding. United off the park after they'd beaten us mm-hmm. um, and I think it was something like well, seven straight defeat or seven games without a win so he never endeared himself to the Dundee fans after that no. um, but he I think he's, what he's most famous for as a Dundee manager would be his uh, uh, speeches or uh, reciting poems <laughs> and post-match interviews which <laughs> after going through some uh, interviews they're, they're, they're fantastic eh? um, and I also forgot he was actually a Dundonian. He yeah. managed his home, which you would never know with his... Uh, he never really had the twang, the Dundonian accent either. 
No, um, no. So I was uh, I was quite surprised uh, to hear that. Um, I never realised that either. Like he was, you know, born and bred Dundonian, but mm-hmm. I believe obviously he went down south, you know, early age to play for Burnley. Um, I had to be reading an article, and he, it turns out he, he broke his leg five times. So it was probably one of the reasons why he didn't like develop into the player that maybe what people thought he was going to be. Um, but then he had a relatively good time at, I think it's Mansfield and Plymouth Argyle. So he was held in high regard at Plymouth Argyle. I know that. I know that for a fact. Um, but yeah, coming back to manage his hometown club, you know, he must have been happy, obviously, with that. But I believe that he only lasted something like just over 200 days, which I think at that time was the, the shortest, like, managerial <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, position held by like in in Scotland at that point, which mm-hmm. bonkers, absolutely bonkers. But yeah, no, definitely sad to hear anybody passing. You know, that's part of Dundee. So yeah, condolences and every uh, to the family, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely, and um, hopefully, um, I've got a, a lot of VHS tapes handed in, and hopefully, I can come across some more post match interviews with. Uh, his Shakespeare quotes, because um, like I know the Dundee Twitter account shared a good few, a good couple of times there. They're always good to to relive. But yeah, it's condolences to his family. Always sad to see a member of the Dundee family go to the mm-hmm. high stand. <clears throat> um, but yeah, like you say, condolences. Um, oh, wait, there was a, there was another game where he beat Celtic as well, though, or the Dundee beat Celtic. It was what was it? They were two 0 down, and then. Ah. Three two before half time. Um, yep. <laughs> I watched the video of the day. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, hearing Celtic fans burn them off at half time, and then Dundee held out for the three two win. Magic, all in one in one season. You know, home and away, and he still got sacked. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty seven games, I think. I'm not too sure if he got if he's resigned or sacked. Eh? Um, uh, I remember. So hopefully, if the game goes ahead on Saturday, uh, we do. Do Dave, Dave Smith proud and grab the win. <laughs> yeah. um, do that in his honour. Uh, it'd be the best way to to, to basically the best possible way, best way to honour him. Yeah, yeah, to, it's, it's yeah. to, to go, and get, go and get the win. Um, yeah. uh, Any time a uh, passing over Dundee uh, associate happens, mm-hmm. yeah, you always look for the next game. Like, let's do it first. Mm-hmm. Like say like Pat Lenny yeah, yeah. when he when he passes well and um yeah. also uh Dave Smith. Um but we try to think of other things to speak about in this pod because also again nothing happening Dundee wise. So I flung it to Paul and says, <clears throat> Right, let's speak about you because everybody seems to like you. So let's Did find I- Let's find it. <laughs> Everybody except my missus. I wouldn't care if my missus likes me. I've not spoke to her in a couple of years. <laughs> I'm too scared to interrupt her. <laughs> <laughs> but we just thought, like, Paul, let's find out about your time supporting Dundee. Like everybody else's time supporting Dundee, there's more despair than excitement. Yeah. Um, so I thought, let's turn the last bit of the pod into a bloody despair pit. <laughs> it's not going to be that bad, trust me. Is it not? Right. No, okay. no, no. Like I said, old, old day of the day, I've just been sat on 
you know the good old the archive and youtube and watching videos and stuff it's been a honestly a brilliant day the day cracking me trip down memory lane like really so hopefully people around about my age or maybe i don't know a wee bit younger a wee bit older any any dundee fan will probably share the same thoughts as what i'm probably going to go through here well paul got his juices going by looking up this during the day so let's see if we can get your juices going by speaking about it yeah. Paul, <laughs> hi Paul. Earliest memory of a Dundee fan? <clears throat> Probably the first game that I went to, which was, I can't remember the year, but it was Dundee against Celtic, pre-season friendly. Um, I think it might actually be in a Celtic, like just a Celtic 11. And the, mm-hmm. old, boy, the old boy took me and I, re- I remember I was being a pain in the arse, running about all over the place. I think I must have been about five, five or six, probably, I think about five. Um it was just brilliant, actually, you know, walking up the stairs and seeing the pitch and that, and just being like in awe of Dense Park. But um, <laughs> it's like one of those videos that you see now, yeah, the parents yeah. getting taken up and just <laughs> exactly that's exactly what it was uh, before it became like a meme. You know what I mean? Uh, but I, I kind of, I think Dundee got beat. I think it was like two 0 or two one. Um, but I'm pretty certain, and I'm sure I found it somewhere that Barry Smith was in the in the Celtic team at that point, you know, because it was like a mixture of reserve and youth players, but I cannot find anything on it at all. Uh, I think it may have been a bit, must have been about 92, I think. 1992. Mate, I'm on, I'm, honestly, I think I've got that game. Yeah. I think I've got it. Um, so it was, a, it was a Celtic 11. Have I even posted it on the website? Oh, I didn't say I've though. I've definitely got that. I'll need to get that up for you to mm. um, kind of, we dumb memory lane type thing um mm. i've not got it on the website but i've got the the prog- program and all that shenanigans mm. that go with it. i'll get that out for you um, and you can be like a wee kid again thinking about honestly it was brilliant it was brilliant it just like it says you know after conversations with the old man you know years and years ago and he was telling me how much i yeah i was being a pain in the arse i was trying to sing the songs or i was trying to sing songs but i didn't even know what i was singing um but yeah that was class absolutely brilliant and that was me hooked straight away Straight away. Pure, pure fella. No, no. Cheers, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> shake of the fist. Cheers, Dad. Oh, you swine. You swine. So, <laughs> we've got your earliest moment. The one that everybody, all they've always got, maybe about two or three or four, but your favourite player. Pick one. Oh, come on, eh? Um, I'd, I'd, I really struggle with this, but... It was either Darius or Paul, Georgie Namzadze, but I'm going to go with my, my favourite. It was Paul Tosh. Paul Tosh was my favourite. I absolutely <laughs> loved him, eh? I just, I don't know what it was about him, but I just, I, honestly, I just loved him. Still do. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought he was bright. And I know a lot of people thought he was absolutely stinking uh, after having various conversations in pubs about him. <laughs> but he was, honestly, he was just, he was my favourite player, like, definitely. In the same, see, when I mention Paul Tosh to people a bit older than me, I get the same as well. They're like, nah, he wasn't that good. And I'm like, I've never seen that. I I thought he was a cracking player. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was maybe his goal against Aberdeen. Yeah. In the League Cup, dense, just boom, half volley. Yep. Fantastic. No, well, Airdrie, Airdrie. No, he scored one. Semi final. But he'd done it against Aberdeen as well. Oh um, yeah, sorry mate, sorry. I think it was 2-1, I 
think Jim Hamilton might have scored in the last minute. He opened the score. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, yeah, I totally forgot about the Paul Tosh one at the semi final. Yeah, uh, that scenes absolutely yeah. scenes. Yeah. Um, always got. I think it was when Duffy left to go to Hibs. I think he went to Hibs in a joint transfer with Lee Power. Yeah. I was, was absolutely devastated when he Aye. went. I, I remember collecting the football, um, kind of football stickers um, around that time. And when I got Paul Tosh in the Hibs jersey, he just banned it. <laughs> I, could, I, I couldn't have put it in the album. Eh? I was just, I was honestly, I was devastated because eh? he was, he was genuinely my hero at that time. I just, I, I loved him. I thought he was just absolutely class. So you had no dubbies of Paul Tosh in the Hibs top? Nah, nah. As soon as it was in a packet, that was just binned or swapped. <laughs> for something something other than him I was raging eh? I was raging and it seems like you've still not gotten over the transfer no no not at all not at all he's <laughs> honestly an absolute hero and probably get ridiculed for that uh, and I've, I certainly have done in the past and I probably will do for as long as I keep saying Paul Tosh was my favourite player <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul, I'm sure Paul Tosh appreciates that definitely I hope he does. I hope he does. <laughs> so, favourite goal? This was so hard. This was so hard. This is why I was sat on like YouTube all day the day. Because, I mean, like for me, I could have picked, you know, Grady's, Grady's uh, half volley against United in, in the shed end. Uh, Neil McCann's goal against Wraith in the 95th minute, just for sheer importance. Mm, Neil McCann's against Airdrie. Uh, v course against Hearts, um, just when he rolled the ball over and then mm. just dinked it over the keeper, it was tremendous. But I'm going to go with uh, Nimzadze's chip against United. Something like that. No, just purely because it, I'm not just because it was against United. Like he could have scored that goal against anybody, and it would have been my favourite. But just because it was we added United part, it was brilliant. <laughs> Me and old boy, me and old boy were at that game. We were sat in what we would call the Subutio stand, you know, right in that corner where mm-hmm. it was just, you know, you, no room for your legs. And just remember being right in line with Namzazi when he hit it. Uh, it was just, <clears throat> that was brilliant. And watching that video again, how it starts, like, you know, started by Stephen Tweed. You know, he picked up a loose pass from them. <laughs> Stephen Tweed into Ray, and then Ray uh, played it to Demarche, to Rakati. Uh, it's first time past the Barry Smith, <clears throat> Barry Smith going down the line, and it was a great, great ball from Barry Smith. But see the touch from Artero, <sighs> oh, just the wee how he shimmy to the left, we dink to the right to Kaniji, and then Kaniji takes a touch and a pass, and then Namzazi does the rest. It's just a brilliant goal, a brilliant team goal, but finished off by just individual class. Aye, he probably has no right even attempting the chip. No. In that position, but he does, and I didn't even think I kind of like he's a wee added, a wee added bonus. It was against United, but even mm. if it wasn't, it, that probably be a lot of people's favorite goal. Regardless, oh, yeah. could have against Hibs, Kamarnik. It was just I can't what you mean. Eh? It's just a a well worked goal, and just some of the just some of the the touches and movement. And just that, brilliant. Loads of one yeah. touch, one touch pass in. That, like it says, the wee dink from Artero is just it doesn't get mentioned enough. It's absolutely brilliant. Come on, I just thought another goal there. Lee Griffiths free kick against Rangers. A dance. That was Aye. top man. Remember being in the main stand for that. Ah, nah, I'm still gonna go with Namzadze. Definitely. 
I know. I think if you changed your favourite goal from Nimzadzi to Griffiths against Rangers, I'd just chuck you off. Yeah. Look for a new co-host. Sorry. Right. You're done, kid. It's a great goal, though. Great goal. <laughs> that, was, that was. But no, no, part, no, nothing at all on Nimzadzi's. Nah, nah. Goal of century. <laughs> goal of century? <laughs> <laughs> so, I gave you this one. This one I actually said to Paul, go and give me your favourite start in 11. So let's have it. Yeah, but what was my response? You said to me last night, easy, basically <laughs> right off the top of my head. And then yeah. the day, <clears throat> I've just had messages from Paul going, oh, for f- <laughs> I hate you. So hard. <laughs> uh, the, ball, the boy was full of confidence when I asked him. And he has just been. There's a reason, like you say, he spent all day in front of YouTube. Yeah, it's not just because he's lazy. No, no, like on, on, like when you messaged me that, and it was just pretty much, yeah, I could do that in a heartbeat, no problem. And I rattled off a team in my head, and I was like, yep, cool with that. But then when I woke up and actually started looking into it and thinking proper about it, mate, this is this team's changed about 10 times but I think I'm I'm settled and I'm going old school I'm going 4-4-2 and that's that uh, none of this 4-3-1-2 nonsense just 4-4-2 easy um, goalkeeper was the toss up between two actually three three um, but I've went with Rab Douglas Definitely. good old thunder pause yeah um, I mean I think for me I mean he had everything I think that a goalkeeper needs, you know, height, strength, he's commanding, sort of. Um, he's a voice on the park, a short stopper. He would come in and claim crosses, go through boys to claim the crosses. Um, I think, like I says, I think he's just had everything. If you wanted like a, a goalkeeper to put on a production line, and I think he would be the model. He was just mm-hmm. every, everything a goalkeeper needs, he had it. And he was just an absolute pleasure, you know, watching him at Dens twice. It was tremendous. I think people your age, you've only got a choice of two, Spironi or Douglas. Or Michel Pagu. Michel Pagu. I loved Pagu, just for his tash. He's Pond brought tash. No, I, I, I loved Pagu because, I, I mean, he was the first kind of keeper that I, I remember. Um, my original one was Spironi. Um I think I remember Sproni's like first game at Dens, and we were kind of like, "Who the hell's this guy? He's tiny. He's way big. What's this boy?" And the ball got played back to him, and instead of him just playing a fancy, just like a box standard pass or kicking up the pitch, he decides to skin the striker, and we were all like, "Holy!" <laughs> <laughs> and he saved, he saved from the free kick against Aberdeen. I think mm-hmm. it was save of the season. He should never have got that. Sproni, Sproni was brilliant, but I think just for me, Rab definitely Rab. Yeah. Go with that one. Mm-hmm. There'll be no no quarrels for me here. So let's have it. Let's have your right back and left back. Right, uh, right back. Um, mate, this this would nah. Come on, stuff it. I'm going with. You know, he was definitely one of our own. You know, uh, going Darius Adamchuk. <laughs> I love Darius Paul. I absolutely loved him. Um, it's probably one of the first players I remember. I, I, mate, I can remember the exact time I fell in love with him, and it was against Rangers at Dens. And we were in the Provy Road, and me and the old boy Dundee attacking to the Provy Road, and he's going down the right. And Alec Cleland just came out of nowhere and 
I mean, Alec Cleland will probably say he shoulder bashed him, but he put him right onto the running track. And that was the first moment I remember me getting up and shouting expletives to an uh, opposition fan, uh, opposition player, sorry, and my old boy actually going, right, you sit down. <laughs> um, and from that moment, I was just like, I love this guy. I absolutely love him. Obviously, he's headed against United as well in the last minute um, to get a draw. Remember at that game again, me and the old boy, I ran down the stairs onto the grass. But I, <laughs> I know, but <laughs> and again, years later, the old boy was like, I remember when I lost you at that game and I was having to contemplate going back to your mum and telling her I've lost Paul. <laughs> Were you one of those boys that went on? Uh, right, I was right down there. I, it just came over us. You just like we were sat at the end of the aisle, and I just went stuff this boom right down the stairs onto the grassy bit, giving it all day. Great. Must only be about ten or eleven or something. Honestly, you you're coming across as a wee hooligan here. Exploiters. Not at all. Uh, absolutely. Exploiters angel. running onto the pitch. Well, true, but... angel. But Darius, Darius, Darius was just brilliant. He was. He was just. He was, it was a unit as well, and he could play everywhere. He could score goals. He was just, a, but I loved him at right back. He's absolutely solid. But my left back, this was really tough, by the way. Because, um, I mean, you've got like Morocco, Hernandez, Lockwood, even McSkimmon. I like Sean McSkimmon, but I've went with Jordan Marshall. He's stacking the piss, isn't he? Yeah, of course I have. I went with Craig Forsyth. <laughs> See, for a minute there, I thought you and Jordan Marshall just became mates. BFFs. BFFs. Nah, Craig Forsyth, I thought he was brilliant. Played at left back and left mid, scored goals as well. He's obviously left Dundee for a bit of dough um, and went on to have a brilliant career at uh, Derby. We'd take him back in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like around that time you had a really good team or really good youth players coming through, you know, like Kevin McDonald and Scott Robertson, Craig. And I think for me, just Craig just stood out. He was mm-hmm. he was tremendous at left back. Sometimes I feel like we didn't really know what we had to be for Sife until I think the season went into admin yeah. and he played brilliant and then he was gone. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. He, he wasn't here long enough and lots mm-hmm. of reasons behind that. But um, I, I, me as well, he just had, he scored loads of goals. I say loads of goals, but he seemed to score yeah. loads of goals for that position. He was, he was fantastic good. header as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I left, left a full back combo of a damn chicken for Scythe. There's no a combo that I'd ever thought I'd hear me saying, but yeah, but, I, but yep. no, I'm not disappointing with it. I can go with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, that, that, that left back position was tough. Mm-hmm. I was I was thinking of Morocco just because I thought he was class. Like, but you, for me, nah, for Scythe. Mm-hmm. You know, he was one of the players that because he's about the same age as me, and I remember watching him and just going, "Bloody hell, this boy's frightening." Mm-hmm. Um, and I like says, you know, he was a he was an asset, and you know, he was sold on for money, so that, that obviously helped the club. You know what I mean? Oh, boy, you've got Douglas, you've got a damn trick, you've got for Scythe, you've got me hooked. Mm-hmm. Who's your centre backs? This was actually tough as well, but I'm I'm going with an absolute no nonsense centre half and a a boy that was just a, I think probably one of the first like ball playing centre halves that I've ever seen. So I'm going Brian Irvin and Zura. I would be happy with that. Big fan of Brian Irvin. Love Brian Irvin. Colossus in defence. Colossus, exactly. That's exactly the word that I've got on my notes. He was just, 
you know, one of the like he, the keeper could take his goal kick, and Brian Irvin would just jump up and head it back to him, back to him. You know, he just had one of the heads like it was just born to head the ball, mm-hmm. but he was just one of the no nonsense guys. Like if he, ever, you know, if the team was ever in any trouble and the ball came to him, he would just kick it the way he was facing. Mm-hmm. Pretty certain I've seen him kick the ball down Dens Road. Definitely <laughs> kicked the ball onto the main stand. He was just, it, you know, six. What was he? Six two, six three. He was massive. He was massive. I just thought, and I feel like he played with his heart on his sleeve when he was in a Dundee shirt. I thought he was bright. Mm. Aye, um, he. I was always disappointed that he never signed a new contract with Dundee. Hmm. Um, the first season we went up, and it wasn't his fault. It was it was one a two year deal. Dundee only wanted to offer him a one year deal, hmm. and there was that whole security. And I always thought he done enough to get the two year deal. I thought he would have been even if he wasn't in the team at the time. His kind of knowledge. Presence, everything. presence, everything would have, everything. Uh, would have been. Uh, he, honestly, I, I, Ed probably picked Brian Irvin at best centre backs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Zura, yeah. I mean, that boy, as soon as he played for Dundee, I think we waited a while mm-hmm. on him playing. It was another something like a permit hold up. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as he played, because um, there was always this thing about he's £7 million rated Ajax or something like that. Again, the team, loads of teams yeah. are after him. Yep. And then you're kind of thinking, ah, you might, he's just another journeyman. Oh, no journeyman, because he was only about 21, but you kind of got the feeling he might just be another form name that was brought in. Yeah, yeah, but not, I, not, I think... Not a chance. Not a chance. See with him, like, even just thinking back at him when he was playing for Dundee, whenever the ball came to his feet, you were never in, like, a panic, like... Mm-hmm. What's he going to do? Oh no, get rid of it. Because you, you knew he was probably going to end up skinning the, the striker or, or beat a couple of players and play a pass. And he was just he was just cool as you like. He was just cool as you like. Brilliant tackler as well. But it was just his calmness. And like I says, he was probably one of the first that I remember anyway of seeing like an actual ball playing central defender. I thought he was quality. Absolute quality. So to recap, we've got Douglas who does everything a goalkeeper uh, should do. Mm-hmm. And your wing-backs, well, no wing-backs, full-backs at Damchuk first safe boys that can go forward, maybe grab, grab a goal, set up a goal. Mm-hmm. In the centre, you've got Zura, who can ball at his feet. He can go places with that. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Brian Irvin beside him, who, no nonsense. No nonsense. If Zura makes a mistake, Irvin will be there. Put the bar, doing Dens Road. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we've got a fairly solid foundation, a good base here. So... Yeah. Are we going, we're going to go into your... Are you going for wingers or just right just, left Yeah, right right winger, left winger, whatever you want to call it. Uh, right winger was actually really... Uh, right wing was tough as well. Um, I was originally going to go with Artero, and, uh, and, but then I was like, oh, Carranza. But then I was still like, nah, Artero. But then I was like, wait a minute. Greg Stewart. <laughs> so Greg Stewart's my right winger. Just purely for, just purely because he was Greg Stewart, like his ability to just skin boys, cutting on his left hand side, score absolute rakers, um, like the one he, he did against Kilmarnock. Um, yeah, it was probably the first game of the season, and his goal against uh, Ross County at Dens, where he skins about three players four times. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, like, I'm not comparing him to this player, Arian uh, Arian Robin. But Arian Robin, he he made a career of playing on the right and cutting inside on his left foot. 
Um, mm-hmm. And nobody stopped them. Nobody stopped them. <laughs> I remember watching games and me and my bro would be like screaming to play him on his right foot. But I'm amazed teams didn't play uh, Greg Stewart on his right foot because that's what he did. You just cut inside me. Look at the goal he scored against United. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it was you know fluffy the keeper Shersniak, but so what? But he's cutting on his left and he hit shot. He was mm-hmm. tremendous. Like you didn't have to justify picking Greg Stewart. Gorgeous. Nah. Gorgeous, uh, Greg Stewart. You don't have to justify that. Nah, he's there, and that's it. Mm. That's it. So, who's his counterpart on the left? Neil McCann. Ah, there. I mean, he was your. How do people? I remember getting described as your the, the last of the proper wingers, Scottish mm. wingers. Mm-hmm. I remember him getting described as that before because he. Oh, it's your pick. You speak about him. No, yeah? no, nah, you're bang on. He was a proper winger. Um, it's one of the first players that I actually remember and actually being like, you know, I know it sounds daft, like he's a Dundee player. You know, he was just instantly recognisable for me. And you were always looking at him, you know, when you were, you know, when you were at the game. Um, obviously, his goal against Airdrie, I'll never forget being at that game and watching that ball. <laughs> just when he when he hit it. It was like the entire world just went into slow motion. It was like this ball was just in the air forever. And then it dinked off the post and it was just euphoria. Never forget that. But then obviously, he's, like I said, his goal against Wraith in the 95th minute, just the importance for that, I mean, he's definitely in there. That's, that's He was an easy pick. Well, his first goal, the importance in that as well, mate. Yeah, That's no. always been described as the goal that kept Dundee... Done you going? Have we never won that tie? Then, uh, I think uh, a few directors at a time said that uh, basically the boys were coming in to close the yeah. door and fling away the key, and that was it. So, I yeah. just purely on them two occasions, hey, hey, that spot you're gonna have it, but uh, yeah, totally, totally would have them there as well. I'm with you on that one. Cool. Um, so we've got them doing the all the running and the on the wings. Setting up goals. Mm. Who's your goals? Yep. Who's the people in the middle doing the dirty work, doing the hatchet man job? Well, that's there is no hatchet man in this team. Um, the first name on the sheet was Namzadze. I didn't even think you need to justify that one either. Because um, next, next, next. no, the thing like when Namzadze, like I mean, like it says, you know, you get boys like even my old man, you know, so. He's of the age where he would have seen Gilzines and all these kind of players, right, and all the way through. And there's loads of boys you speak to that have seen all these players that would go, Namzazi is the best we've seen at dance. So if they guys are saying that, then, pff, I mean, that just shows how good a player he was. And I don't think, you know, obviously we appreciated him at the time, but see, looking back, ah, uh, what a player. What a player. Just a magician. Absolute magician. He was just pff, oozed class. So... I went with him. The the partner was a tough one because I was thinking I was going to go with Vkorst. I loved Vkorst. I thought you again, you know, well over six foot, tremendous player. But and then I was going to go with Gavin Ray. And then I was going to go with Kets Baya, <laughs> just for <laughs> just for the hell of it. But I went with Gary Harkins. Gary Harkins, then Zazi centre midfield. Unbelievable. I- Lazy I mean, bastards. <laughs> the pace there is non-existent. I don't care. I don't care. All they've got to do is just give them the ball. They'll look up, see Stuart or uh, McCann, 
game over. I mean, didn't get us wrong. If you offered me that that midfield right now, and a heartbeat, I'd take it. Bite your hand off that. But guarantee you, on the next pod, we'd be moaning like hell about them. <laughs> the Denny track back. That was the only thing that I was, I was when I look at the team like on paper, I'm like, nah, there's no hatchet man in that team, but I think you need one. Nah. No. Just just get Brian Irvin to run up and boot just people on there. <laughs> boot fuck it, people, yeah. No. <laughs> just boot fuck it, though, yeah. No. <laughs> Correct. But listen, mate, the, the strikers is just... This was the hardest part by a country mile. Um, I'll just rattle off some names, and I'll, I'll actually I'll let you think or see what I've picked. You know, you can try and figure it out. So, Sarah, Kanija, Grady, Anand, Shaw, Caballero, Hemmings, Lovell. I've put Paul Tosh there, but we're, we're not going to pick Paul Tosh, right? So there you are. Sarah, Kanija, Grady, Anand, Shaw, Caballero, Hemmings, and Lovell. Oh, F. and Novo. Well, I'm going to put Novo out the windy because he was a, he was an afterthought there, so you've helped us there. But you've got also, also he was a prick when he came back for Aye, so the Rangers top. He's, he's up in the stand with Billy Dodds, not getting picked. Hmm. Um, so, Paul, you've got to look at a boy that would like Kanija with Hemans. Yeah, I still don't even think that I've decided on. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Juan Sarah and Kanija. I thought Sarah was class, and mm-hmm. you know, he he scored goals, scored a hat trick against United. That's always going to get mentioned, especially for Namzazi's trickery on the right wing. Um, and Kanija for Kanija. I mean, no people will probably go, ah, but he only scored seven goals, he's a Hall of Famer, whatever. But Kanija was just different class. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely different class. So, yeah. Um, but that was really difficult leaving James Grady out. Really difficult. I mean, it's the fact that Eddie Anna never made the, the team. I'm astounded. Mm. He'll be on the bench. <laughs> with Paul Tosh with Paul Tosh <laughs> a Sarah Kanija forward line yeah you've got me there I didn't can I didn't can about that one. no it's my team it's your, your team yeah, your <laughs> but yeah I was I was genuinely thinking of putting in Steve Lovell like but nah I, I like Sarah I, I, I don't know what it is about him I just I, I he like says he scored goals, he's a big lanky boy, Jesus love you and all that. I just yeah. One Sarah class. Could I just say I'm disappointed, right? Well, I'm I'm not disappointed because you mentioned Shaw Shaw there. So he was at least in the equation. Mm-hmm. But you missed it Willie Faulkner. Well, I did actually have him down, but no. You can't <laughs> see it, but I'm shaking my head at him now. No, no. I did actually have Faulkner, but I, nah, nah. I mean, don't get me wrong, he was he was very good for Dundee. Did a lot of dirty work and that, you know, kind of donkey work as well, setting up other boys, but nah, nah. No the type that I'm looking for. I'm looking for flashy, you know, flashy players, you know. <laughs> All dazzle. All dazzle, uh, no yep. bite. Yeah, yep, yep. So there's uh, Mr. Paul, M2 Good for Willie Faulkner, Ray's team. Mm-hmm. So, Douglas, we'll recap it, Douglas. Mm-hmm. Adamchuk, Forsyth, Zura, 
Irvin, Stuart, McCann, and this is where I start, it starts getting a little bit iffy. Hopkins, them Zadzi, and then yeah. Kamija Sara. Brilliant. What a team. It's a good team. That it team's, good team's team. absolutely romping, romping the league that's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> like the championship. Yeah, Paul, Paul's fairy tale world. Brilliant. I just, but mate, that was really, really tough. Really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll probably change it the next time we're on. <laughs> Nah, that's it. That's my team. That's it. Full stop. Done. Done Come up. Come up all day. I'll pick my favourite 11 for next week and I will allow you to mark four subbies. What is the subbies that you'll have to mark now? Fev in a game. I'll let you come back and you can mark Fev's, Fev subbies if you want. No, no I, I, I won't need them. No, no, I'm sticking with that team. That's me. That is the team that wins the league in my right. head. So when I pick my team, what will they is? We'll ask the people that listen... Mm-hmm. The, t- the 10 people that listen who's got the better team okay we'll put it to a vote we'll put it to a vote we'll put I would say put it to a Twitter vote but you hear more followers than me and the people <laughs> that like you so <laughs> <laughs> don't stop putting yourself down Danny <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that but um, well there's no much left oh no there is actually something to speak about hmm. so come Tuesday there could be some exciting news regarding the podcast coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say much more, but it will it will satisfy many generations of Dundee fans when it is announced. Um, Paul knows about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's huge. We're only on episode eleven, and what we or what's planned is massive, absolutely massive. That's so a... there's a wee teaser. Um, and like you say, it'll satisfy many generations of Dundee fans. Um, it's mm-hmm. no trophy one. I'll just, like, just in case you think it's a trophy one, it's no trophy one. <laughs> so you've got a, that, that's not happening. So, um, but yeah, uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled for Tuesday. Um, don't know what time about, but something I'll drop and we'll then be able to speak about it. Um, Cannot wait because I've done I've, I've bursting at the seams. Like. Yeah. Paul, uh, Paul, you're also excited. Mm-hmm. Yep, extremely because it's going Paul. to be brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Paul's excited, and hopefully everybody else is excited. And then we can all just be one big excited gang when it's happening. <laughs> yep, definitely. But, but I'm not saying anymore. That's it. No. The lips are sealed because yeah, I'm not giving away anything else. That's but, it. Yeah, but we'll find out Tuesday. And then we can speak about it next week. Cannot wait. Yeah. But until next week, hopefully we'll see a game go ahead. We'll wait and see. If no, then the whole Inverness preview um, has been for nothing. It's just us speaking nonsense because we'll have to do it again later on. Um, <laughs> but if, we'll have, then we'll, if, if it does go ahead, then we've got a game to speak about next week um, on top of the special announcement. Mm-hmm. So, and I'll come back with my top 11 uh, and we'll uh, see what's better, manager, me or Paul. <laughs> but, Can't wait to see your team. Mate. Cannot wait. Mate, honestly. I bet you Jerry O'Driscoll's in there. Why would he know be? <laughs> That's it. Right. Paul Gray's one. Fuck this one. Yeah, brilliant. That'll do. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll, um, we'll bid you goodbye for this week. Paul, Again, great, great having you on. 
So it is, Tati, bye. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll speak to you next week. <laughs>